This portion of the show is brought to you by Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. Rarely in elections is there such a a beating as happened in Flagstaff last night. Yeah, I'm surprised. I really am. I'm not surprised. I I, I thought the hospital issue was going to go down. I said that on the show, and I've been saying for weeks it was a very poorly run, out-of-touch campaign Uh from Northern Arizona Healthcare, and it was a very uh, bad decision by the Flagstaff City Council that goes to show they're really out of touch mm-hmm. with the people they're supposed to represent. Yeah, what a what a beating well, here! I, just, I mean, man, this I'm is bad in general because a lot of times these elections with yeah. with the propositions. However, I vote is the wrong way. Like it never <laughs> turns out the way that I vote. Yeah, it never does. It just yeah. I vote what I vote, and then it's always the opposite. Like every time. It's like you question what And this doing? time was like more often than not, I actually was on the right side of the vote. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm happy about that. What I want to do is go over the vote in Flagstaff on the hospital and a bunch of propositions. We'll, we'll only cover a few that I think are really um, high points. And uh, the voters of Flagstaff, like Angela said, got it right for the most part, I think, for once. Uh, the voters of Prescott voted on a bunch of uh, propositions as well. There's a couple of those I'd like to highlight. And then I'd like to get into some of the national stuff, um, the 15-week ban on abortion that didn't go through in Ohio, the uh, you know Democrat governors that hung on to switching of the House in Virginia as far as the legislature. Mm-hmm. And does this mean anything for the 2024 election? You know, yesterday we talked about it. I was talking with Bruce. You know, is this a, a bellwether? A, this is a sign of what's going to happen. I don't think so. I think these are very localized issues, and I don't think you can draw too much. Maybe, maybe not, other than – People sure seem to want to keep abortion going. I mean, I know. unless they were just poorly run campaigns. But even in what's supposed to be pretty deep red Ohio, it just didn't fly. And then there was, I think Ohio has also did the medical marijuana, one of those states. I've got a whole list here. So it's like half the states in the country now have, not medical, I'm sorry, recreational. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm living way back 10 years <laughs> yeah. ago, right? Recreational weed. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's what's going on in Congress. They're all smoking dope. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, let's get to all that plus a bunch of um, news picks that we'll pull off the pile here. And if you got a comment, always love hearing from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Real quick, uh, Kelly Broadus turns challenging situations into five star solutions time and time again. Um, she's able to sell homes like no one else out there and get people top dollar in what's oftentimes a challenging market. She did that recently for Anthony and Connie. They were building their dream home. They decided to let's, let's do it, right? And while they're waiting for its for the completion, they purchased the home in Pine Canyon. Good for them. And once their new home was ready, Kelly was able to sell the Pine Canyon property in just six days and the full, full asking price. She's done this time and time again. No stress, no hassle. That's because Kelly's got a great team around her and Kelly's got a ton of experience selling homes in the Flagstaff area. Call the only agent that I would call if I was selling a home right now in the Flagstaff area. 
and had the election gone a certain way last night, he'd be like, it's hopeless. I'm selling my home. I'd be calling <laughs> Kelly, but uh, there's hope once again. Anyway, 888-446-5602. Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP, 888-446-5602. Or go find the value of your home right now by going to northernarizonafinehomes.com. That's northernarizonafinehomes.com. No, but Angela and I were talking last night, and I, you, you know I spend, we spend, although I probably spend a little bit more time than you do, in Yavapai County, mm, yeah, in Camp Verde specifically. And I was like, you know what? If this one goes haywire, it's just like, I'll just spend one more day down there and then it'll tip it to like residency, yeah. you know, and, mm. and, and I'll register down there so I can feel like my vote matters mm. once in a while. I know, right? <laughs> so I, I haven't had to do that yet. I can't say that I won't do that at, at, at some point. Yeah, and honestly, if the changeover. residency does switch and you're in one place more than the other, you know, that's, that's what you, you should, what probably, you should. Yeah. no, you mm-hmm. should. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the hot, so let me just refresh this here. Let's start local in Flagstaff, then we'll hit Prescott. Um, and then I got some statewide things and then we'll, we'll broaden out to national as far as last night's election. The hospital bought a bunch of property south of Flagstaff by Fort Tuthill area. It's a heavily treat area. It's a area that's zoned residential. Rural residential. So there's supposed to be, according to the zoning, uh, houses on pretty large lots, Mm -hmm. right? And everybody got confused over what this issue was all about. It was about, oh, do we need a hospital? Do we don't need a hospital? Do we have enough staff? Do they not? Do they provide this or that? Right? It became, Mm -hmm. everybody's a hospital administrator. It was like, do we want, yeah, do we want the new hospital or not? And oh, let's, yeah. And I said weeks ago, I said, look, stop looking at it that way. And you ran into a lot of people that were saying, hey, uh, Jeff finally broke this down in a way that I can do my vote now, which is, do you want houses there or do you want commercial? Right. Do you want to rezone yeah. it from houses to commercial? Yeah, that was and the bottom line that's, was, that's the issue. do we want to change this from residential yep. area yep. with homes on large lots or do we want a commercial development? Exactly. There? Look at it blind. That was, yeah. That look was at it. it. Look at it blindly. And that's the issue. No matter what they were putting there, that was the issue. Just omit that it was the hospital and add that the city council in their benevolent wisdom granted the hospital, the owner of the, the property out there in the zoning change, a waiver on Flagstaff's height restriction. They granted them, I think it was uh, 80 feet and they allowed them to go 160 feet. So basically, the tallest building in Flagstaff right now, I think it's the NAU dorms at nine stories. But then One you of got, them is nine, but I'm not sure about Purina. Okay, Purina. Yeah. I mean, we don't have many buildings over six stories, right? Right. Definitely not over eight stories. This building, by residential standards and standards that are in Flagstaff, was going to be twice as high, uh, not eight stories, but 16 stories. They called it, what, seven or something well they say it's seven yeah, but that's not normal okay inside there there was supposed to be seven floors but to any lay person out there it's 16, 16 stories, stories tall twice as high as anything in flagstaff essentially and not even in the dense downtown area coming in and bruce sidlinger mentioned this yesterday coming into flagstaff on i-17 on a raised up area right by the airport they naively thought that the, the, the residents of Flagstaff, who has been very opposed to tall buildings in the past, were going to vote for this thing. It got walloped. It got walloped. I, I've never seen an election where something got beat this bad. 
what was the final number? 70? I, I think there's still some ballots to be counted, but 72% of Flagstaff voters voted against this thing. Yeah, so just, just over 72%, yeah, 8,554. So, so basically three quarters of Flagstaff said, we don't want this thing, which right. tells me something that actually is interesting in the state of affairs of politics in our country nowadays. Republicans and Democrats seem to hate each other. Conservatives, liberals, you know, just at each other's throat all the time. In a bipartisan fashion, liberals, conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, uh, and, you know, there's, what do you think the political makeup is in Flagstaff? Maybe a third more conservative mm-hmm. to two-thirds liberal. Something like that, yeah. and, and when we're talking liberal, we're talking all the way to, like, the communist uh, side of the leftist mm-hmm. aisle, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of squishy rhino type Republicans. I'm sure it's a, it's a very liberal city, but they came together and said, Oh no, this thing's a dog. This is a dog. And, um, and rejected this thing and they should have. And for those who say, Oh, it's a private property rights issue. It's not because they don't have the zoning. They don't have, they didn't have that zoning there. And what made this matter worse for me is that the city council, the Flagstaff city council, like I said, just a couple years ago, they voted people's height down from 60 feet to 45 feet. Mm-hmm. So basically from a six story building to a four story building, if you're yeah, lucky, you can't get maybe five three, 45. Yeah. yeah. And they took away everyone's property, right? And there's lawsuits and everything because of uh, prop 207. There's a, there's a constitutional amendment in the state that says government can't lower the value of your property. Well, they can, you just got to go fight them legally. And then you got three, I believe three years to do that. Right. So they had the nerve to take away height, of people's existing property, people that already have things, have, have the property, have the mm-hmm. development, have the zoning rights. It's already yeah, vested it's, to them. Right. They had the nerve to do that. These, 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 I can't use the word again, slimy politicians it's, I, yeah. and, and bureaucrats and give it to be, this group just because they were the hospital. No. And, and look, when, when someone like me, who is a pro development guy, pro building guy, I mean, come on, right? Yeah. When somebody like me is calling BS on this, Oh man, they, they shouldn't have even spent the money on the 50,000 text messages they sent out every three seconds. Right. Yeah. The hospital group. And, and here's the, here's the, here's the sad thing about this. Northern Arizona healthcare. I said many weeks ago, I said this was one of the most poorly run campaigns I've ever seen. It was ridiculous. I knew that the first mailer we got, I thought this is a terrible mailer. This picture on here and whatever they were saying, the maternity and, the NICU and all this like bleeding heart oh, strategy yep. that was not going to work for me. And the more and more mailers they sent and the more and more texts they sent, I thought, man, they're just trying to buy my vote at this point and I'm not, I'm not taking it. It's worse than that. And this is where you get into a point where the hospital staff and administrator looks at the managers that ran this and say, huh. You know, like in in military terms, we're sending you to the outpost in way up in Alaska to to, to monitor, you know, um, salmon or something. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't yeah. do anything for us again well, because it was performed worse than so that horribly. Was the original plan was just no good uh, because yeah. it was. It's clear now that the people of Flagstaff don't like this plan they had of the major develop. You know, it's monster development, one hundred and sixty. Feet. feet tall, yeah, and you know the medical village and the the housing they're going to put in and the commercial stuff. All they it it's clear now that that that's not what this community wants. So whoever came up with the original plan to even so do that, yeah. just didn't get enough input from well, what should you know? What what does the city look like now? What would fit in right? How are we going to win over the people? 
I mean, at that point, they didn't need the vote, I guess, but they still needed the rezone, so they needed to convince Yeah, they needed to convince someone. council, first of all. Right. And then once they referred this to the ballot, they needed to convince the people of Flagstaff. You're pr- basically making another downtown south of of Flagstaff. I mean, you're making a huge area with yeah. a bunch of big buildings. And people don't, or and people don't want have. that. Yeah, 80 initially and then up to 200. And um, here's another thing with this. The city council and a lot of these people, a couple of them were there or have been around since the student housing six-story controversy. This is mm-hmm. back, back a ways, folks. They were opposed, leading protests, basically, and all that. They were all into that, several of the members. And then they do this. I mean, so it goes to show you how out of touch the council is. But um, six of them supported this thing. Only one who I disagree with almost everything this guy says was came out on the right side of this and said, yeah, this this isn't right for the community. Um, but Northern Arizona Healthcare, yeah, they just totally missed the, the mark on this. Here's the sad thing about this. The way they ran this campaign, and I said this weeks ago right after I interviewed one of the guys from the hospital, they were – I've never seen somebody spend their company's money to rip their own company <laughs> – and then lose by 70 plus percent. They literally spent their own money, their mm-hmm. company money, saying, basically painting such a bleak picture of what the conditions are at the hospital. And I've been saying for weeks, I said, well, what if you lose? Everybody's going to be like, well, God, I remember Do all I those really commercials. Go there to yeah, get this, treatment this or sounds get really bad. Or... And it's like, this, this was the dumbest, I can't say it enough. This was the dumbest run campaign. If this should go in a textbook of whoever ran this campaign should be in a picture there saying, hi, here's how you run the worst campaign I've ever seen on a local issue. Right. It's horrible. Just horrible. Well, and props just- <laughs> to the people who um, brought this to the voters, though, too, because clearly yeah. it was the right thing to do is to get the signatures, get it on yeah, the ballot. Yeah, they didn't, yeah. Bring it up or else this thing would be getting built. You know, they'd be breaking ground here. Yeah. And NHA and Northern Arizona Healthcare came out and said uh, NAH last night cannot build a new hospital there without the zoning change. And NAH also cannot continue to renovate Flagstaff Medical Center. They said in a statement, it's it is imperative that we expand as FMC already is out of space for adult patients many days. Um, which leads to long wait times in the emergency department and local patients transported to Phoenix hospitals, the statement said. Go back to the drawing board. Um, probably don't try to build a high-rise twice as high as anything else in Flagstaff. That doesn't work in Flagstaff. You're mm-hmm. not going to get that through unless you find – well, it's not going to get through because no place, even if you found the available acreage to do this in the city of Flagstaff, mm-hmm. there's height restrictions it may be Already. as high as 80 yeah. feet. And if you want to try anything else, you're going to have to go for the rezone. I would recommend finding something, enough property where it has like the 80 feet or the 60 feet, whatever it's zoned, and building it within those conditions. Because if you go for a rezone again, you're going to get smacked down again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and just and just do this a little, a little smarter and probably find somebody else <laughs> to run your campaign yeah. on and this one. And next time forward. a zoning change <laughs> comes to the city council, maybe they shouldn't be given waivers of doubling, you know, the, the height restriction. No, they and should never, yeah. That sort of thing. Again, out of touch city council. Yeah. Let's get to some of the national ones. Let's get to some statewide issues. Prescott as well. I'll hit on all of that. Uh, hey, I love having Glenn Least here on the program to talk about and give market updates, what's going on uh, in the financial markets. We talk about uh, stock market bonds, the lending, um, you know, the, the banking side, interest rates, real estate, even gold, silver. I mean, we, we hit it all. And I appreciate Glenn Least. He's plain spoken 
and he's easy for me to talk to. Look, I don't tell you how to invest. I always tell you to seek out your own financial planner or other counsel before making any investment decisions. I can tell you what I do and what, what my family does, and we have invested with Glenn Least over at WT Wealth Management. Um, his, this isn't a, an endorsement of any in particular portfolio, but I find the woke mitigation portfolio interesting. And uh, yeah, put, a, put a little bit in that to see, see what it makes me smile. Funny. Yeah, that's worth it for, for, it's for, different. for us personally. <laughs> We're like, hey, let's let's see how this develops. Yeah. Anyway, Glenn Least, uh, you know, why don't you give him a call and um, let him review your portfolio. Talk to him, see if he's a good fit. Um, I think he shares a lot of values that I have that my family has. Here's his number, Glenn Least, 928-225-2474. That's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at 928-225-2474, 928-225-2474. Back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Okay, a couple of reminders here for you. If your smartphone's broken, you got a cracked screen, make sure you go by Just Wireless right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff. They can fix your smartphone, save a ton of money. A great company right here in Flagstaff. And if you're coming from anywhere in northern Arizona, they can help you out as well. Stop by Just Wireless, get your smartphone fixed. Also shop a great line of refurbished smartphones as well. Also, don't forget, it is Wing Wednesday going on right now at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Voted best sports bar in Flagstaff many years in a row. Wing Wednesday and tomorrow, if you want to stop by for lunch or even up through dinner, uh, got the Sliders. Sliders special happens on Thursday. Sportsman's Bar and Grill always has something on their $4 menu. You can get out of there without breaking the bank, plus a lot of great drink specials as well. Stop by Sportsman's Bar and Grill just uh, south of the, the hospital there in Flagstaff, north of downtown right there in the Bashes Shopping Center. All right, welcome back. Comments always welcome. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com as we kind of review all the, some of the election results from last night. I don't know any of you think that this is a bellwether when you look at, um, let's look at Virginia, for example. So Virginia flipped the House last election cycle from Democrat to Republican. This election cycle is now flipped back from Democrat to, um, I'm sorry, Republican to, to Democrat. Democrat. The Senate was Democrat controlled. It retained Democrat um, leadership. So now you've got the entire legislature in Virginia because this was a big, the big one of the big wins two years ago was mm-hmm. oh finally Virginia because Virginia by and large it's like a lot of states you've got a lot of areas that are ultra conservative right yeah really rural then you get up towards DC yeah not so and much. and it's just what's happened in so many communities which is well you get the DC swamp but anytime you've got the big city. It, I don't know what it is in the human psyche, but 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 big cities just turn to Democrat, yeah, and it, turn leftist. Like it happens every time. Everywhere. And it's so predictable, and I can't. Yeah. I it's, don't know how you can stop that. It's like we live tighter that. together, so we want more government control, even though crime is way up, and you know we've got all these different problems. 
But let's know, just keep it's voting just like into the Democrats. Same story over and over. It attracts like a, maybe it just attracts a certain mindset that's it like could be the people. I want to live in yeah. a dense area and I want government to club me down every time I you know to try to have any kind of personal freedom. Or maybe it's the fact that there's so many people living so close together that you have to have so many rules or the perception of having so many rules to keep everybody in order, or they'll all be killing each other. But maybe that's happening anyway. <laughs> you know, maybe it's that I don't know what it is, but it's happening in 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 Maricopa county well, i mean it's, it's happening it's in phoenix going fast too. it's going it's fast like dominoes man. out there yeah um, these big cities um, if you i listen to glenn beck when i can and he's in texas and he talks about like you know the dallas and all these big cities that mm-hmm. are turning austin. so austin's lost long time ago um they attracted a lot of people from california mm-hmm. you know tons of californians more kind of middle mushy moderate californians got out of there but they brought california republicanism to Places like Austin mm-hmm. and now Dallas and Houston, Phoenix. you name it. And now that's happened in Phoenix with, you know, the Phoenix metro area with 5.5 million people and Arizona with 7.5 million people. It's like the same story happens over and over again. The rural red states with, you know, very conservative rural areas just get swamped. And that's what's happened in Virginia, too. And you, once you get out into the country, it's a different world. I don't know how you fix that because it's... That's where all the vote is. That's where all the power is. And it's mm-hmm. it's like you wish you could have a rural rural state and a you know the cities almost become like a city state or something where they have their own yeah. yeah it's the city of um, I'm sorry it's the state of Maricopa and then there's the rest of Arizona yeah you know it's well, like it's let's frustrating just, as a rural person to any is. other rural person out there that we just get stomped on by the big city. And it could only be one city in in your whole state, but it's enough to trump any other, you know, rules and look at Cal- Colorado. Yeah. Look at Colorado. Yeah. It's it's Denver. Yeah, and the, the rest, rest of, of it's it pretty different. conservative. Yeah, look at uh, New Mexico. It's basically mm-hmm. you got Albuquerque and then you know the, the nuts Santa up Fe. in Santa Fe. That mm-hmm. and then the rest of the states like what? And the states just destroyed, and it's just. Yeah political just craziness and they but they, yet they keep voting these people in so in virginia yeah gop loses um of course people look at this as a kind of a vote on yunkin who was mm-hmm. uh you, you know they were able to swip, sw- switch the governorship uh last election from democrat to republican mm-hmm. but now it's kind of he's gonna have trouble getting yeah, anything he's gonna through. have problems he had eyes yeah. on the presidency which all these governors do yeah, everyone yeah. thinks they're gonna be president it's just like i just wish they'd get in do the job and just go away. Yeah. And not know? worry so much about the their next political office. future. I know. It's, it's so nauseating. Um, so, yeah, that was that's a big one. So we'll see how that, you know, pans out. Um, uh, Democrat Andy Bashir uh, won re-election in um, Kentucky. Kentucky, right. Which Kentucky is as red as red can be. I know. I don't get right? that one either. He's very popular. He's a very popular governor. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't. And you know that's fine if he's not totally wackadoodle, mm-hmm. Democrat, mm-hmm. leftist. Okay, you know, and you're like, okay, there's some things I don't like. I don't know anything about the guy, but he, obviously, conservative Republicans in Kentucky had to flip over mm-hmm. and vote for this guy. It's a Democrat state. It's only one of three red states with the Democrat governor. Mm-hmm. How many states are there conservative, uh, or I'm sorry, the Democrat states that have a Republican governor? I, I'd I bet you there's zero. none. <laughs> You know, I'd, how come I'd it, it's always, it's, one. yeah, it's always yeah. that way. It's just, it's, it's really weird. So, uh, and then the other one was Mississippi. Um, got so much across that as we go. Mississippi, 
uh, Republican governor holds off. Uh, just barely. Pre- yeah, just barely. Then that was the second term. Held off um, Presley. Mm-hmm. It was supposedly, I thought this was funny. Yes, he's like the second cousin of Elvis Presley. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Who cares? The second yeah. second cousin twice removed, five times, times whatever. Yeah. It's like what? What is that? Does he know how to? Does he know what he's doing? Does he have any yeah, why capability? Why does that matter at all? I mean, does he play a mean guitar? Yeah. Does he? Can he swing his hips? I mean, what? What does that mean? They but the Democrats saw this as a possible pickup. They flooded it with money, and mm-hmm. um, they almost they almost did it. But um, well, they thought the, the name alone might be enough. But I, I guess apparently not. I guess. I mean, maybe if it was Elvis. I don't know. Elvis comes out. He's still alive. Like, I'm, Maybe I'm that there. is him. Maybe it is. Let's pull Just up a picture of him. his name. <laughs> All right. The other night, Angela and I and, and the family went to Namarco's Pizza. I t- we told you about it on Monday. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, we got, was it Gary's? Yeah, the special. The one special of the specialty pizzas. Gary's specialty pizza. Excellent. I don't know if it was just how they cooked it that night. If it, I never had Gary's, it was like deep dish almost. It was re, it was really it was really, good. really tasty then. I mean, it always is when it we go there. Is. But la- yeah. that night in particular, I was working there on Sunday. Excellent job. Well, Isabel was working there. Our daughter. No, they, yeah. she wasn't making the pizza though. She, well, maybe it was just good vibes. You know? <laughs> just good vibes. Anyway, um, then the 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 and we also got the wings. And mm-hmm. I just was like, I, I normally not don't eat too many of those. But I was just, I could have eaten like a bucket of those. It was kind of scary, you know? It's some wings, and then we got the zucchini, fried zucchini. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm getting hungry. So why don't you go to Namarco's Pizza, three locations in Flagstaff. Don't forget tomorrow about their lunch specials as well. You can get out of there usually under 10 bucks for one person, and you're going to yeah. be full. You're going to have great pizza, maybe a salad and a drink. Uh, stop by Namarco's Pizza. Order online as well at namarcospizza.com. That's namarcospizza.com. Hang tight. Back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Eric Boatner, Allstate Insurance Agency. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. I was thinking of, we we're just talking about Gary's Pizza, the Marcos. Uh huh. But Owen has a, what is that thing? A, a snail. snail in his fish tank that's called Gary. Well, we yeah, he calls him Jer- uh, Jerry, Jerry or Gary. Or Gary. He, he's had a few snails, and the, the names kind of rotate. Things walking across the floor this morning. I know. Angela he keeps, kicked it. He, he keeps just getting it. out of the tank, and this is uh, the third time now we found him on the floor. Today was in the hallway. Crunch. I almost yeah. stepped on him. Yeah. I thought he was a blueberry because it was that dark still. And then I was like, wait, why would a blueberry be sitting in the hallway? (laughs) Angela picks up. She's like, three second rule crunch. (laughs) It's weird though, man. He's still alive. And then he just, he'll escape again. Oh, and thinks he's going for the toilet. He's like, I'm oh. out of here. And we were joking. We were like, I'm flush him down. And it's going to be like Godzilla out there yeah. or something like that. It's, like it's, man- monster it, snail. It's, it starts eating the tallest building in Flagstaff. See, here's the thing, though. His fish tank has a lot of algae in it, and we can't seem to get rid of it. And so we've got the snails to eat the algae, but then he keeps getting out. So Well, they, they 
banned the previous snail that actually ate all the algae because I guess it was getting out and being invasive. Remember, oh yeah, you, yeah, yes. Yeah, you, you no longer can buy the ones that work. I yeah. don't know if people are throwing them in the lakes or something. Or yeah. And, and so now we knows. get this other kind that yeah. likes. He, he doesn't want to eat what's in there. He wants to get out. <laughs> All right. Um. I I'll get back to the election stuff. Get more into Flagstaff outcomes as far as the um, propositions. Prescott as well, and a couple other state and national ones uh, for the second hour of the program. But I want to switch gears to ed- an education related issue. Uh, Last time Angela was on a whopping two days ago on Monday, we talked about Flagstaff Unified School District get the you know the letter grades. Oh right, they were declining. They were declining. If you missed that one, it's Monday's show. I would highly encourage listening back to the podcast talkwithjeff.com because there was weird stuff there. It was like you know a D now equals a C. Well, they didn't say that. It was that's how I just interpreted that. It. Yeah, whatever the score was out of a hundred. You know, and we're looking at one that scored like 67 out of 100, and they're, like, getting, oh, a, a they're getting a C. And, yeah. and both you and I think that's a D territory. Yeah, yeah. And now this and was, so this was grading the school, not that it wasn't like they have changed the grades for kids. We're not talking about right, that. This it's is like, the school This is like grade. how the school ranks as far as like, can the kid read? Kids read? Right. Yeah. Generally not. <laughs> can they do basic math? Judging by the metrics that they used in this scale, hmm. Not really. Yeah. I mean, math has kind of become a back burner type thing. I mean, look at look at look at Congress. What do we well, we got? No, that can't we got a, like, what do we got a little over a dime there. Today's the eighth. We got a little over a week. I think it's the seventeenth or something. It's coming up soon. When the next deadline hits for the for the budget, mm-hmm. right? When they're going to run out of money and oh my god, a government shutdown. Yeah. Oh, Worst thing god. ever. Shut them down already. Who cares? Yeah. You know, so we're going to have the, the shutdown politics happening again, and, and we're going to hear about the babies and the kittens, and, oh, we're not funding our border patrol, and, and we're not funding our troops. And it's like, well, fund the troops. Pass that part. You got mm-hmm. the money. We sent you the taxes. You know, don't use that as a hostage, mm-hmm. you know, not funding our quote-unquote essentials. That's, that's you know? the only way they can get what they want. I know, because they know that most Americans would be like, yeah, if the ding-dong bureaucrats and the cubicles go home, there's no loss for America. But if the soldiers don't get paid, if the Border Patrol agents don't get paid, that's serious, and they should get the money. Mm-hmm. So they use these people mm-hmm. over and over again. But anyway, these people can't count. These people can't count. We have a close to a $2 trillion federal deficit, and now you know the verdict's still out for me on the new speaker. Because I already hear talk about, let's extend this till January. Maybe we do it till March. Let's do another continuing resolution. It's like, wasn't that the whole point of getting the last bozo out of there and getting a new guy in here so we can finally say, nope, the line is here. Right. Right? Well, that's this what is they the should line. do, and they should put it off on the Senate or the president yeah. to veto it. And Pass a budget that you find yeah. appropriate with, re, you know, with and the Republicans. And if they don't sign it, that's If they don't problem. sign it, then, then, then the Senate Democrats shut it down. Mm-hmm. Then the president, Democrat presidents shut it down. Let them shut it down. Don't, don't be a bunch of wimps. I'm preparing for wimpery. I... My expectations on the speaker will probably be, because I have some expectations right now, probably be crushed here within the next um, week to 10 days. That's that's where yeah. I'm preparing mm-hmm. myself for so disappointment like nine, once again. Nine, 10 days, and, whatever it is. And nine, 10 days, yeah. I'm going to be like, Republican Party is totally useless once yeah. again. We'll find out. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I'd like to say I'm wrong about it and that they're going to actually do something 
and and for the for the betterment of the country and and the kids and the grandkids and the great grandkids rather than well, driving do what us you broke. say that's what yeah, the such... frustrating thing is they say all this stuff and then they don't do it from anyway back to our education system because I think it, it stems from that um, a lot of failing schools out there Arizona is the role model and the model for school choice in in the country that others are following. Uh, Katie Hobbs, governor of Arizona, Democrats, and other um, what the, the the teachers union groups those those folks they want to paint it as education um, school choice. You know the vouchers where you can send your kid to any school you want is the demise of Arizona's budget. Yeah, that, it's, that's just, our, it's, it's their fault. That's, it's, yeah. it's stupidity on a grand scale that these people churn out. It's not true. Um, we have a budget, believe it or not. It looks like we're going to have deficit problems coming up in the next session. We went from these record uh, surpluses of multi billions of dollars, and I told you this day was coming mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. were going to reach. They're going to overspend and then say, "Oh no, now we got to make cuts." And yeah. It's like make you mean the the budget you doubled right. in ten years? Yeah. All of a sudden, we got to cut that, and now that, this is a problem. We used to be able to live off of nine, ten billion, and now eighteen billion. If you go down to fifteen billion, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. It's still way so, more than they used to have. We got a bunch of failing schools. We all know that, and we all know you got freedom of choice to move your kids where you want. Well, check this article out. This is from ABC fifteen. Phoenix Union High School District is testing a uh, weapons detectors at two Valley High Schools. I got more here. I'll read you some of the article. If you're in a school district that is spending money, time, and effort and feels they have to install weapons detectors at the high schools, that's a sign. (laughs) You know, that's, that's like, okay, I want the kids to be protected, but... I can move my kid to any other school. I'm going to find a school that doesn't feel the need to install weapons detectors. Right. Right? Exactly. You're going to waste your time. Why would you keep going there? Why would you keep going there? That school should be like just the door should be swung open and the kids should be fleeing when this becomes a priority. It's not the stupid kids they're turning out with churning out that can't read anymore. Yeah, and barely. That can't do math. their classes. That probably then get elected to Congress. No, it's let's focus on here's the real problem. No, the real problem is parents need to stand up and get their kids out of these these, these dang schools mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Here, here's some of this article from ABC 15. At last Thursday's board meeting, the board voted to start a pilot program and use weapons detectors at two of its high schools. A majority of those who spoke during the public comment regarding the weapons detectors were principals within the district who wanted them. Quote, you're not voting on a machine. You're voting on a promise to keep everyone safe, said Lorenzo Cabrina, the principal of Franklin Police and Fire High School. um, And like I said, if you have to put weapons detectors in your school, you've already... You've already lost. You've already kind of lost lost the battle here at, at right. this point. Um, the district plans to rent eight to nine sets and put them at the school's entrances. So as the kids go in, it's like you know TSA, you know, going to the airport type. So stuff, is it imagine. like the scanner thing through the, or is it just you walk through the? I thing think you with just walk through a thing. I don't think it's obviously much more advanced than a metal detector. 
you know, going and getting wanded and stuff. Uh, so they, they're going to rent them. Each one costs $1,500 per month to rent. And if, if the district eventually buys it, the rental cost will be applied to the purchase of the detectors. Well, um, they're going to buy it. Oh, this is happening. Yeah they're, yeah, they're buying it. Yeah, I mean, this is this will happen whether you want it to or not because who – these, these are trained bureaucrats. They're very smart. These are the smartest yeah. people on the face of the planet that are slowly destroying our country. $17,000 per unit to, to, to buy. $17,000. So they'll probably rent them for so long that they just, like, okay, now we just got them. We got to use them now. Yeah, why not? We yeah. have them. I mean, we what, are we, them. what are we talking? 12 months? Of rental, yeah, and, and they're going to apply all of it. Whatever, that's their problem. These people that keep funding these these defunct schools. The district said one time funding will be used for the pilot pro- project. I always love how they have the one time funding. You know, k- kid can't buy buy a backpack, or you know, they can't get computers and books. But they always got one time funding for something stupid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, our, our quote: Our schools need layers layers to deter unwelcome behavior to allow us to do amazing things with our students said laura tells in the school board meeting tells is the chief chief, <laughs> chief achievement officer for for px was at phoenix union high yeah. school i guess wow wow our schools need layers to deter unwelcome behavior and to allow us to do amazing things with our students i'm sure it's it's it's, it's amazing that how many schools are, are c and d I mean, they're just yeah. they're just knocking it out of the park here, right? Right, and, and yeah, and then chief, what is chief achievement officer? Chief achieve what 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 is that? The CAO. I went to I went to school to be the C. I went to school my whole <laughs> life. Then I went to college. Then I became the CAO, and I make a hundred and something thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, seems a year. like they could better this spend their money on hiring more teachers, which I understand is a problem. Rather right than now, a CAO, get rid of the CAO. And get two more teachers yeah. and make the student-to-teacher ratio a better-looking Oh, number. but you need a yeah. chief achievement officer, <laughs> right? I mean, chief achievement officer. That is necessary. And I mean, just like, go, go, go on, little Billy. You're doing so good, Billy. Let me give you a participation <laughs> ribbon. What is that? Ay, ay, ay. Look, I would defund a lot of these. I would break up these schools into smaller yeah, units. Yeah, like, I am so against the- The big the, mega schools. Um, jailing up of our kids yep. every day yep. with the the fences, the metal detectors, mm-hmm. the security officers. I mean, the whole thing just makes me sick to think that kids are sitting there in jail every day. I know. It's equivalent to a jail. To and me. what does it do to their heads that, oh, now I'm in a school yeah. that we're all locked up now like prisoners. And nobody went, look, I, I want the kids to be safe. But if you look at the stats, the schools are some of the safest, safest yeah. places. When yeah. these tragedies happen, when these wacko evil evil people go and target soft targets because that's what these are they go and target soft targets and um and kill people kill innocent people it's it's the worst thing ever but statistically speaking your kids are some of the safest places make Mm -hmm. them safer by doing what some schools are doing in right here in arizona in texas which is they allow properly trained uh, staff members to carry concealed. They have to go through the training, the courses, carry concealed, et cetera, et cetera. We know many schools that are doing that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, make, don't make it a, a, a hard target. Don't, don't right. keep it a soft target. Well, Put a and, sign and up and front. Like the schools already, they lock all the doors, you yeah. know, from the, uh, you can't get in without your card or without getting buzzed in. And yeah. I mean, it just seems like that's 
They keep adding more layers to me. Well, they keep- like it's just no different than if you got to go run an errand and you leave your, you know, 12 year old at home alone, mm-hmm. you you lock the doors and you're like, don't open the door. And you know, that's just basic stuff. The schools do that. They don't, they don't let anyone just walk in. So why the need for these, these, the, all these additional detectors. things? Yeah. And if some wacko with evil intent is going to target uh, a school, um, do they have armed people manning the weapons detectors? Well, that's what I was just going to gonna stop say. Is I mean, it, then there's another person with a job to monitor yeah, the weapons detectors, the, and and at eight different locations in the yeah. school. Just it's just it's just ridiculous, and they keep look. I think if you were to break up these schools into smaller schools, things would get a lot better and mm-hmm. give them more. Power well, to it's evident in the the just in Flagstaff the, the test scores, scores. Yeah, look at the, the smaller, smaller ones. schools that are run. They have a governing board that runs the one the one property with you know five hundred, a thousand students, whatever it is, somewhere in that range for these smaller schools, charter schools mainly, versus the nine thousand kids at, yeah, at FUSD school. or yeah. wherever. Yeah. And you can see it in the test scores. Yep. Break. Look, why not break these up? And they always say, oh, we got to be bigger because then it's cheaper to run the administration. It's cheaper to the buses, the block. No, it's not. You just create layers and layers. I mean, they, they admit it here. They want to create layers of security now. Everything is, they, they would rather be in charge of a lot of these administrators, a bigger kingdom. They don't want to be in charge of a 20-person school or a 300-person school. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got 9,000 students, and I've got three assistants and three deputies. It's like cities. How many deputy city managers do you have in your town? Yeah. What do these people even do? Yeah. You know? Speaking of that, uh, next hour we'll talk about some of the uh, propositions in Flagstaff, and one of them has to do with um, people who live outside the city, and the voters of Flagstaff actually got this one right, and yeah. they, they were trying to pull a fast one on us, uh, they the were. council. They really were. I'm glad they got a smackdown um, last night. Yeah, they got a smackdown. Let's uh, get you some of the details on that coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, hey, remember, if you get a rock chip in your windshield, always call Diamond Auto Glass first. Fix that rock chip before it spreads to the rest of your windshield. Uh, if you need a new windshield, though, Diamond Auto Glass, they got it for you. They'll get it fixed. They also have the technology and the know-how to make sure that all those cameras are aligned. It ain't just as easy as sticking a piece of glass in there in some alleyway anymore. Um, you got to have <laughs> – it's happened. I've seen it happen. You've got to have the people that will align those cameras so that you're not running off the side of the road as you're not paying attention to your self-driving vehicle that you're supposed to be paying attention to. Call Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show next hour we'll give you more details on flagstaff prescott election results some statewide and national results uh, talk to you about a woman who died of getting trampled by an elk in northern Arizona. Um, 
Oh, and I got I got something on grizzly bears. I've got something on the censure of Rashid Talib, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, and much more. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Back in just a minute. This portion of the show is brought to you by Zero Res. Get more information at zeroresnorthernarizona.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Angela's here with me. Comments always welcome. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, I'll get to more of the election stuff. If you weren't with us last hour, the big one in Flagstaff was Prop 480 gets trounced. I mean, this was a smackdown by over 70%. That was for the new hospital south of Flagstaff, the zoning change, making the thing like 16 stories. It was totally out of, it was just, it just got trounced. It just doesn't jive with the character of just, this town. Yeah. I want to get into some of the propositions in Flagstaff and Prescott, a couple more state and national issues as well in just a minute. But um, let's do some animal stuff first because- why not change gears a little bit um, in just just a second here? Uh, don't forget, it is um, the this, this special with Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona. This will end soon. Uh, I got a huge savings for you on Gutter Helmet's awesome system. Um, Gutter Helmet with over 40 years of experience, a lifetime fully transferable warranty. This is a, a system that deflects all the pine needles from your gutters so you don't have to get up on the roof and clean them out from all the pine needles, all the leaves, and it keeps your gutters flung once we eventually get snow and ice and all that, uh, then it really helps. I was joking yesterday, if the hospital had gone through, they'd, they'd want to take advantage of this gutter protection yeah. system because who the heck wants to go <laughs> yeah, 16 to stories up, up and climb that? Anyway, uh, call or text Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona. Best discount I've ever uh, been able to offer here on the program, 35% off when you mention the Jeff Orvitz Show. Uh, join a bunch of people who have um, got this great system on their on their home. That's Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona, 928-318-6555. Call or text 928-318-6555. That's 928-318-6555 or go to gutterhelmetsnaz.com. Okay, two animal stories here. Um, one in Arizona. Um, an Arizona woman has died after being trampled by an elk, uh, last I checked, I hadn't released her name, um, which I'm usually actually fine with. You know, I never get too excited about yeah. the naming side of things on stuff. The fact is that this happens, and I think it's a big reminder, and Arizona Game and Fish, of course, is also reminding. It's suspected that, and it's they don't know for sure yet, but they found, like, feed that was being brought out Food, and stuff like she was like, feeding like yeah feeding, feeding. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of people do that we've had people we've seen plenty of people do that in mm-hmm. neighborhoods where they i guess bait the animals because oh it's you know look they're eating the thing well they like to see them or yeah. watch them or they think it's february and there's nothing to eat <laughs> and they must be hungry and uh, we should feed them yeah that's monumentally stupid there because yeah. they're animals they will find the food yeah. they're and if not, uh, quite frankly, like in Flagstaff, we have an overpopulation of deer, mm-hmm. and I the herd needs to be um, 
uh, quelled and, and well, or thinned move out a bit. of the city a little bit. I don't know how they're going to do yeah. that. They, they've tried to open up hunting around the city more and, you know, offer more well, tags. Well, I mean that in those if you areas. don't have enough food within the city, uh, they'll move. They yeah. will move out voluntarily. Yeah, but it's tough. Yeah. You get a cush life, nobody's shooting at you. Yeah, you know, but if there's too many of them and there's no, oh, but you're food. not getting shot at, yeah. and there's water features in the back yeah. of people's yards, there's golf courses with water, and you know, you know, we've been duck and geese hunting lately. All the geese are on the golf course, so you could go eat um, the geese remnants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like an unending yeah. supply of food out there, right? Um, but people, yeah, they 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 put out the bait, they put out the food because yeah, it's fun to watch the animals. Uh, totally unnecessary because all I see is I'm like chasing them away yeah. because they're causing damage, especially if the elk come in mm-hmm. very destructive. Yeah. I mean, they, I know they break tree oh, limbs and they dig oh, or feet like yeah. make indentations in the gravel. And yeah, I had a pack of javelina down in camp. Is, is that the right term? Pack swarm, uh, a, a bunch of them. Um, and they, I don't know how they got in a yard, like dug under a, a, like a 12 by 12 patio blocks and all this in an area. They went crazy. I looked out there. I was like, "What in the world happened?" It's just like it's like it got carpet bombed overnight. You and I was the, like, "The camera on there." Yeah, I got to get a game camera out there. How did they even get in? It's fenced off. Yeah. I know they're not good jumpers, so oh, they must have under, squeezed, they squeezed yeah. in somehow. But anyway, so this um, lady died apparently from trampling from elk, and as you know, elk are quite large. This was actually outside. I wasn't even really aware of this area. Um, I know I see the mountain there to the. That'd be like kind of southeast of Kingman, mm-hmm. a big yeah. mountain range, right? Sometimes there. they get snow up in the top. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an area called Pine Lake up there. Yeah, I've never been. Never been up there, but it. Some of I looked on uh, like Realtor.com, and some of the places for sale looked very similar. I don't know if I'd say Flagstaff, maybe even more like Crown King if you've ever been there. How many mm-hmm. places in Arizona that I need to get around Just tucked even away more, and that you are don't tucked even know. away? Yeah, that are like five, six thousand feet up or cooler and this is apparently 15 20 minutes from kingman which and then an i-40 and then i mean mm-hmm. vegas is what two hours if you want to yeah catch a, a plane anywhere mm-hmm. or, or concert or something concert yeah. or something it's, so anyway this little area of pine lake there was homes for maybe four or five hundred thousand up there from what i saw it looked pretty nice um she was outside apparently um woman's husband found her on the ground in the, the couple's backyard at 6 p.m. on October 26th with quote-unquote injuries consistent with being trampled by an elk. Arizona Game of Fish reminds people feeding puts at risk the person doing the feeding, their neighbors, and the wildlife itself. Please do not feed the wildlife. <laughs> how many, many times? How many times? I mean, I don't know, again, if this is, well, was the case. Well, it's either that but, or they're trying to get a picture <clears throat> close up or they're yeah. trying to touch it or just... Yeah. I mean, stop. People, give them their space. Yeah, you just I know when we were in Yellowstone a couple of years ago, the buffalo were Yeah, you deciding. hear about those stories. Every year, there's every a bison year, that the people gored. are trying to rescue. Yep. And oh, the, like, you remember the just, one recently? You talked about it in, in like the, was it deer or bison or what? They went across the one of the rivers in Yellowstone. Yeah, one of the babies like didn't and so make it. so some nitwit picks up the baby. They're like putting it in their trunk and They're stuff. They're like, oh, the yeah. mom left it. The mom will find it. They'll come back. They'll come back. Now, yeah. we had a... um. You remember the little skunk? Oh, yeah, the little baby skunk. Oh, yeah. it's, it's so cute. It's this tiny yeah. little thing. And then it, the, it got the mom, separated. The mom just took off. And I was like, whew. You know, well, call the baby CPS didn't on make that it mom. up the stairs or something yeah. like that. And then and what's the it do? The mom came back. What's it? No, but the little skunk goes in her garage oh, yeah, under and goes the under the little mini Cooper, yeah. which has like three inches of clearance, <laughs> right? Barely roll a small rock under the thing. And I'm like, great. So I left the garage door open all night. Yeah. And um, sure enough, 
She was gone. It was gone. The, the mom, mom came, came back. back or something ate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't smell like skunk. No. So I don't think it's dead. I don't know if they have their skunk smeller thingers at yeah. that young age or not. I'm not sure. It was, it was it interesting. Was, that was cute, though. So, yeah, don't do that. Now, locals in northern Washington state, not Washington, D.C., although maybe we should try this in Washington, D.C. to see, see, see how the politicians like this. So Biden and, you know, the geniuses that are living in Geniusville coming up with all the genius ideas every single day um, want to release grizzly bears in uh, northern Washington. Right, so they want Aren't to bring. Aren't they already there, or at least they're uh, in they're, they're Idaho? Not, they're not in this particular area uh, for some reason. Well, they're um, all they're in Idaho and Montana, right? They they are. Same. They're in. I I think they're in. Are they in northern Utah, very northern part of Colorado? I'm not sure if they're that far south, but obviously it's Wyoming, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho. Um, I I follow things that are going on sometimes in Idaho because sometimes I think, man, a hundred acres up in northern Idaho might you know sparsely populated might be a good idea and you know the people i follow that are up there like you better be carrying at least a 45 when Mm -hmm. you go out all the time you know Mm -hmm. maybe something larger but you don't want it so large that you don't want to bring it and then you get eaten by a grizzly bear Mm -hmm. we were in um what was that place oh van um, Avanda, or? Avanda, um, Montana, and Avanda or something. They had yeah. these, all these tents out there, people camping, and it was like a week later, someone got dragged out in the middle of the night and and killed and mauled by a grizzly bear. Now, I get kind of mixed on these because the grizzly bears, their territory was there, and there were still grizzlies in this particular area till mid nineteen seventies. They were hunted out. People hunt them for various reasons, trophy, et cetera, but also ranchers, farmers, because grizzly bear, yeah. gonna, they're going to take your, well, take your the cattle. bears, not only grizzlies, but black bears too, are incredibly smart. Yeah. And they're, oh, yeah. they're um, that, you know, they figure out how to get things open. And that's why if you've ever camped up anywhere, even in Arizona, you'll see the bear proof trash containers and stuff like that. But they've figured out now, like the DoorDash people, and the, the they leave the food at the door, and the bears are coming and swiping oh, it. Oh yeah, I would. I yeah, would. I mean they 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 figure out ways around. Was that that bear recently that took all the um, burgers off the grill? Yeah, they I were think that was dinner in, they... in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. people were camping and they had all their burgers <laughs> on the grill. And um, outside Prescott, just last year, somebody and it gets pretty remote up there in the Bradshaw Mountains. I think there was a cabin up there, and a guy was out there having his morning coffee. And we, we don't have grizzly bears, but the, you know, the bear, black bear, black bear yeah. came and, and killed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the black you, you think grizzly bears, you think they're the ones that are going to get you, which is very possible if you mess with them. You're I didn't know if shooting them is a good idea. You just piss them off, yeah, and they kill you, and they might die. Yeah, you know. Um, anyway, um, yeah, a guy was out there, and it just it, it mauled him, killed mm-hmm. him. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like so. Even in in areas in, there's a couple reasons why I look at more and more. I should be carrying every second I'm out is the crime is increasing in the country, but also if you're outdoors a lot, you just never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, in eastern Arizona, you've got uh, the wolves now. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the question that they're right down Lake Mary road somewhere at this point. I swear I heard one camping down there last year. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, their, they are. their range is seen. extreme. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they, exactly. They get, yeah. Sometimes they wander. That thing was close and I had a gun sitting there just in case, right? You never know. But anyway, yeah. So the, you, um, uh, fish and wild service, um, and the national park service. So this is all feds, uh, 50 people showed up in opposition to the federal grizzly bear proposal to um, add grizzly bears to this area. Had a member of Congress there, you know, speaking up against it. Uh, people concerned, obviously, for their, you know, for their 
for their family. It's so funny that Biden's like, yeah, let's just release these bears near people's homes and whatever communities. Yeah, I think we should, grizzly bears in D.C. I mean, what are they thinking? Did they used to have That's grizzlies funny. in D.C.? I mean, whatever natural predators used to be in D.C., we, maybe they, you know. Well, maybe we should just release them by Yeah, just, the White just House, like cause... all of a sudden it's like all these politicians yeah. are like. It's, it's like if a politician had to live with a grizzly bear. Like if they were in their backyard and look, if I moved up to Idaho or Wyoming or Montana, I'd be like, uh, I understand that there's grizzly bears here. I'm going to bring as much protection as I can Mm -hmm. when I go out hiking because this is their territory and they can come on my property anytime and they could eat me. Mm -hmm. Right. You understand that. They're bigger than me. However, in Northern Washington, it's gotten to a point where it's developed and they did hunt them out. And it's been like that for a long time and reintroducing them at this point probably not the best well, what idea. is their rationale for that like what probably what the, the ecosystem you know because that's the top of the food chain so maybe there's other predators that aren't getting taken down and yeah. you know the population sizes and stuff but hey at this point they're not there anymore and maybe offer up more hunting tags for the predators you're trying to take mm-hmm. out or whatever you're trying to balance out here i mean look i could you imagine what it was like in the midwest with the buffalo the millions and millions of buffalo that were hunted out um so many years ago and in, in a perfect world, you'd be like, how could we find a way to not do that, not hunt them out and to have, that's why we have things like here in Arizona, Arizona game of fish. That's why we have hunters that pay. And then that money goes to conservation mm-hmm. and this and that. And they try to release only enough tags to kind of maintain the population yeah, in a healthy got, manner. They have a it's science a, it, down to how yeah, many, it, it's, yeah. it's a balance because mm-hmm. in, in, in the old world, there would have been more wolves and things taken out uh, the, the weak deer and, and this mm-hmm. and that, right? Remember when we got the, the, the 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 bird stamp and mm-hmm. we had to go over the cottonwood post office and this 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 postal worker gives us the stamp and it says on there hunting and com- conservation Birding conservation yeah and he's something. like oh so you're just you're not going to shoot them right you're just conserving them you know and he had this look he's wearing a mask yeah you know? he thought like, he was so clever it's like oh geez, you yeah know? we're conserving them it's just like well you have no idea this is how things are funded mm-hmm. for for this and it's you like paid fifty bucks for two it's stamps. fifty bucks for two stamps it's two stamps and it's just like well, what what do you eat dude you yeah. know where, where do you yeah. think your your chicken comes from you think that's yeah. a very humane thing. Have you seen you know, the chickens? Have you in the seen cages the chicken in the cage? I mean, come and on. the cows and, and the then you sit pigs. here and, and lecture us about going out and hunting. Give me a bar. It's like these people need to get out more or something. I don't know what the, what's going on with them. So anyway, you have boneheaded politicians in Washington D.C. that if they saw a grizzly bear, they would scream like a little girl. I probably would too, well, to be honest. With you. <laughs> but could you imagine these 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 shiny shoe suit wearing bureaucrat? Uh, cubicle dwelling wimpy little wet noodles you know going out in nature and if you did this by their house they would be like oh we can't do that we we can't re-release animals in washington dc or or new jersey where i live or wherever right i mean could you imagine it's like i've been saying for a long time you know the gas can back to the gas can all goes back to the gas can let me see you pour that gas can mr senator (laughs) yeah Let's yeah. not get any on your nice shiny shoes. So anyway, the local people are um, up in arms about yeah. this, and one of them actually says, "If a grizzly bear comes on my property, I'm going to shoot it." Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, speaking of yeah. animals in DC, I was just reading this morning that the National Zoo—they're losing their three giant pandas. Chinese, have, Chinese want them back. Yeah, they're sending them back to China. They're they're like on loan or something. Chinese. 
Like the, the Chinese, like our when, panda bears. when Nixon was president and they're kind of like getting good relations with the Chinese yeah. then. And, and they like, we sent them a musk ox or something. And, <laughs> musk ox. And, and they, they sent us a giant panda, like as a gift. They finally realized they got ripped off. So now, <laughs> now they don't want to gift the pandas anymore. They want to just like loan them to us. Yeah. So I, I the, did the same thing, but we've seen them in the national zoo and the national zoo, by the way, is really cool because. You don't have to pay to walk. You could just you could go there for half an hour. You just you walk in you there. Just walk in the thing. There's homeless people and living all over the, the place next to the pandas. When we've been there because we can just we just you you walk in for as little or as long as you want and go where you want. And, it is pretty cool. And you don't have to pay for it, so you don't feel like you got to get your money's worth or anything. Oh, you're paying for it. <laughs> well, it's not. But yeah, know, the Chinese not a ticket gate there. the Chinese anyway, finally wised up. Yeah, so the three giant pandas, which are the you know huge things. Yeah. They're flying them over with this whole team of people back to China. Oh, I'd love to see because that. Because I guess they're like beyond the reproductive age or something. Yeah. So they want to live out their golden years. They're in going China. home. So, yeah. And anyway, <laughs> that was cool to see the giant pandas because they're not, I think there's only one other zoo in the U.S. that has them. Yeah. And they also had a red panda there, which is the small kind, you know, but. But still kind of rare to see. You just don't see that here. So Dang it. If a pandas are going back, first of all, I want to see that. I hope they get first class and wear your seatbelt. I want our musk ox back. Give no, us that, that musk. That was back in the gifting time. Yeah, that these I want that thing back. It's probably dead. All right. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get new blind shutters or shades, I don't know if they have grizzly bear proof or politician proof blind shutters or shades <laughs> at the Blind Brothers, but it's well worth a call to find out. I think we're getting to that point where you, I don't know if they have ballistic blinds and shades as well, but call, call the Blind Brothers because, man, they did such a good job for Angela and I and um, got rid of our old blinds and they came in. Uh, we got these new ones. They installed them. I highly recommend that the Blind Brothers do the installation for you. I got a great special for you. Mention the Jeff Orvitz show. They're going to give you half off on the installation. So that's a great deal. Don't do it yourself. You want these things to stay up when you actually use them. Uh, call the Blind Brothers right now at 928-634-2423. That's 928-634-2423. Or go to theblindbrothers.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Remember to always call Diamond Autoglass first before making an autoglass claim. Here's why most insurance companies, they use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls, and they're going to try to route you to their shop, which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass. Uh, if you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop by Diamond Autoglass as soon as possible because repairing it can stop it from spreading to the rest of your windshield, which can be pretty dang costly. If you've replaced your windshield with Diamond Auto Glass before, remember you got a lifetime chip repair warranty. Just stop on by there right on 4th Street. It takes 10 to 15 minutes, no cost to you. Always call Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140, 928-779-4140, or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Another vote happened yesterday, and that was in Congress in the House. 
They voted to censure Rashida Tlaib. Um, I think she's the only Palestinian in Congress. I don't know when she came over. I think yeah, I within know. the last couple of decades. Um, she came out. Yeah, here it is. The only Palestinian American in Congress has come under bipartisan criticism after <clears throat> sharing a video on social platform X that included the phrase from the river to the sea, a pro-Palestinian liberation slogan. Uh, You know, she's been out there as well as the squad members um, supporting basically Hamas and um, coming out with the most ridiculous statements. You see these marches that are going around around the country. A little scary. I'm a little scary. Someone like her with a, you know, platform. Oh yeah. She's got, she's got the platform. Well, they censured her, which is basically a slap on the wrist. Hey, Mm -hmm. Bad girl. Watch it. You know, yeah. watch it. And um, they, they, there was um, a Republican put forward the, the, the censure movement like a week ago, and it got turned down. But then uh, Tlaib's been, I suspect, she's been um, criticizing Biden, and you don't do that. Mm-hmm. So she's been criticizing Biden, so now some Democrats jumped over to smack her down. <laughs> you know, so anyway, that happened. Um, one interesting one here for you. Spent some time yesterday talking about Dodge's plan to come up with the um, – <laughs> the the EV with the generator. Mm-hmm. This is during the second hour of the show. They've got a new Dodge Ram truck that's going to have um, an, an EV motor. But then, because people are unsure and, you know, they don't feel secure and with well, the, what do the, they the, call the, the it? range. Um, the range. It's like e- um, EV derangement syndrome. Range anxiety. Range anxiety. <laughs> if you have range anxiety, you can get the new Dodge Ram that also has a V6 gasoline generator, also known as a gasoline engine in any other condition. 3.6 liter V6 gasoline generator that if your EV runs out of juice, you just plug it in and you charge it from the gasoline engine. How about that? Wow. It is truly the apex and the point at which you see the decline in the EV and the EV crash, I would believe. Someone, I, I kind of study the cycle of bubbles, mm-hmm. and we, I think we just passed over the top on this one, and now you're going to see the... <laughs> burning up in flames the ev dream is going down when you have to duct tape a generator to the roof yeah <laughs> and go out and that's your and big market you're using gas that's anyway. your big marketing plan dodge there's already something like this out there toyota's been doing it for a while it's called a hybrid yeah <laughs> and they've been quite successful at got it. a lot of them just license it from toyota you'll be better off at this point anyway the best way to extinguish a flaming electric vehicle an article from the wall street journal is to just let it burn <laughs> Oh, not put it in the dumpster or whatever. Just let it burn. (laughs) Fire departments are grappling across the country of how to handle these intense chemical fires is what they are in EV cars because they last much longer. They're harder to extinguish to dump in water, dump in water. Look at how many cars are really catching on fire. I mean, is this happening a lot? I guess with the more and more of them, there's... Uh, I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, it's apparently happening, and it's a, it's a problem. And the best way, according to a bunch of experts now, is just got to let the dang thing burn. Just got to let it burn out. There's really not much you can do. It's comforting. It's really mm-hmm. comforting. So anyway, yeah, I think I think we've reached that's the peak. That's not environmentally friendly. I'm making this, yeah, right? I mean, that's green smoke is never good. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, it looks cool like when the sun's going down through it and behind it, it's like it creates a great sunset, but don't breathe that crap, right? I Like I said, this is the apex of the EV insanity. And these stupid politicians 
they really they've really ruined something that could have developed better and it'll it'll still develop but they've made it they've made it so partisan and so politicized and they had false government mandates and edicts that just could never happen that companies are losing billions and they're all going to start running from this stuff and it's going to become a very specialized niche market now going forward yep get your dodge zero emission ev truck slash gasoline slash gasoline with duct tape apparently <laughs> love to hear from you talk with jeff at highcloud.com get those, those comments in um hey if you're thinking about refinancing your home call kim dawson at nova home loans look she knows the northern arizona market and thing i really like about nova home loans arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender they can make local decisions like a bank bank but because they're also a broker, they have access to all the best programs. And you really need access to all the best programs right now because obviously interest rates have gone up much more. So you need to find a program that works for you, especially if you're a first-time buyer. Um, she also does investment properties, second homes, off-grid properties. Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans, she can help you out. And mention the Jeff Orvitz Show when you call Kim Dawson. Get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Here's the number for Kim, 928-310-6458. That's 928-310-6458. Or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NLS 697-411. Nova Home Loans, NLS 3087-BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunities subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, let's get back to some election results here, and then I'd like to end the show if I have enough time remaining. Which with which country drinks the most? I have this <laughs> interesting. Do you, you know which one it is? I have a guess. Just guess right now. Uh, first guess was Germany, but okay. um, I thought so too, but you're wrong. But they do drink a lot, and we'll get to the numbers here in just a little bit. Let me think about it. Yeah, you think about that. Okay, so obviously last night was election night for many places around the country. We went over, was it last hour? Mm-hmm. The results in Virginia. Virginia um, lost, the Republicans lost the House. The Democrats remained retained the, 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 the Senate. Um, Mississippi, the Republican was able to hang on. Uh, in the governorship, but the Democrat in um, deep blue, con- uh, red Kentucky was able to hang on. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Um, Ohio voted for recreational marijuana, uh, the 24th state to allow that. So basically we're getting to the close to the halfway point of states that allow uh, recreational weed. Mm-hmm. The, the, the ship has long since sailed. Yeah. On that they one. may like, as well just let that one go. Yeah. That one's just, I don't even hear that as a, like a battle cry on for Republicans no, and conservatives. They've at lost this point. that war. It's just like that yeah. one's so gone. Yeah. The other one, though, that's slipping that I think is much more important for the future of our country and humanity, quite frankly, is um, it seems like the abortion issue is is also slipping mm-hmm. in, in many places in deep 
Deep Red, Ohio, at least I think it was Deep Red, who the heck knows anymore, um, they, they basically made a constitutional amendment to... Um, do they do the 15-week Well, they were trying to 15-week ban, but then there's a constitutional amendment that you can't touch it, basically. So um, Ohio basically voted to allow just... In the const- it's in the Constitution, you can- abortions, you know? At any time? Uh, right now, oh. yeah, because they were trying to 15-week ban. and I thought they were doing the 15-week thing, yeah, and no, I was like, just, okay. No, it's I, not, I, no, they not, make it. I mean, not everyone's going to be happy with that, but but at least it's something, you I, know? I, I, and I was just talking about that, yeah. Like, yeah. But I didn't know that, so that was the vote to... I mentioned you. I mentioned you on the show yesterday. I don't know if you heard the show, but I said that, you and I were talking about some of the issues like the transgender issue <clears throat> and the, the, you know, the, the dudes, the 300 pound dude that's pretending to be a girl, like, 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 like Jim Carrey on Ace Ventura when he goes into oh, the yeah. men's mental <laughs> institution, yeah. pass it to me, coach. <laughs> this is stuff we joked yeah. about 15 years yeah. ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. When did that come out? You know, remember yeah, the crying game? Never, yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I know. Have you seen Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? You know, and it was yeah. it was the joke. It was the yeah. the, the laces out, the the fink yeah. was it, the the kicker. Uh-huh. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, so I was like, hey, you know, talking. Let's just as a country agree, we can compromise and say that dudes don't belong in women's sports, right? Mm-hmm. I we can't get to that. And then, okay, here's my compromise: just create your transgender category. Yeah, that's 30. what I said yeah, last week that's or sometime. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm not going to the game. I really don't like it. But for the fact, if that's sake what we of have moving to do, on, then that's what we and have then to okay, do. enough with the bathroom already. If you need your own special transgender bathroom, just put a that big T on there. Yeah. Okay. Anybody can go in there. I'd stay away from that bathroom. But for the sake yeah. of moving on and not going into a civil war, all right, let's do that. And then the abortion issue is like, look, I don't want abortion. And I'm glad at least we have a 15-week ban in Arizona, which they're getting signatures for. And if, if there is any indication of what's going on in the country, in Ohio especially, um, people might get suckered into making a constitutional amendment. But I, I always thought, and I've thought since Roe v. Wade went away, that, okay, at least we got the 15-week compromise here. At least right. we've got that. I think that's too long, but I mean... But but at if, least we if had. I gotta give something. I, I would give at like least I would give like something. a ten week or twelve week. Yeah. or something. It's like you know you're pregnant at twelve. It's like at least we had something, some restraints, some sanity, a mm-hmm. little bit of sanity. Nope. It's just like people can't even agree on that. What does that say about the country? What does that I say about the country? I can't understand anyone that would be okay with I, I, any late term. I, I don't get it. Or partial birth. And I the just fact. I, I cannot understand that. The fact that we don't get it and that they're all gung-ho about it and doing their speeches and so happy, it's just like, I, I, I don't know how you recover from that because I, it, I think there's some things you can compromise here on and at least say, at least we got something. But no, it's never enough for them. That's the problem with well, the left. It's never yeah. enough for them. They, they've said, I mean, just to wrap this up because I know you want to move on, but the 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 liberals and the ones that, that are pro-choice <clears throat> – or they call it reproductive freedom, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they've said all along, well, what about the rape and what about the incest? And Most has know, it built into the, it. First of all, that's a really small proportion of them. But even if we were to give that to them and say, okay, we'll let you have the, the rape and incest exclusions, they, they still wouldn't be happy with that They're either. never Because happy. that's not what they really want. They're that's never just happy. what they say. Well, what about this? What about that? That's not what they really want. They'd never be happy with it. They'd never be satisfied. And so I stop, just, I stop can't understand that. Stop. I, so we try to compromise. We always lose. 
I and they know, never but, compromise. But That's the, the problem. The compromises won't even go through at I this know. point. It's just, it's just it's ridiculous. Like we, we can't even win the compromise. Okay, back to the election results before we run out of time. As we mentioned uh, last hour, the Northern Arizona Health Care and the Flagstaff City Council basically had a massive political <laughs> smackdown last night. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like an EV that you can't put the fire out. That was that election last night. It's really embarrassing for the six members who uh, supported uh, this on the Flagstaff am, City Council. Super embarrassing. I had, I I didn't really care if it passed. I would have been okay. Like yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. But um, I voted no. But anyway, I was fully prepared for it to pass because Flagstaff is like that. I was just like yeah. they pass the minimum wage. They pass every tax thing there is. They they it's all goes. <laughs> it's you always know? good. Okay. And so I thought. This thing will probably pass, even yeah. if I think it's not. Crash yeah, and burn. But it's, over, it wasn't even close. Over 70% rejected this this hospital thing. Now, the, the Flagstaff City Council is really out of touch. They're out of touch with the leftists and the people on the right at this point. I don't know I don't know what's going on down there. I've never seen a group that's so out of touch. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, usually it'd be kind of a split on issues down there, you know, or, or at, at least, least 40 some to opposition. 60. There was none. Ooh. And then they sent 20 or 19 other questions to the ballot. So Prescott did a bunch as well. A lot of it was language stuff to conform with state law. That's fine. Let me go over a couple, though, that um, I am glad to see that in both Prescott and Flagstaff, the majority in Flagstaff, almost 75%, voted to change the nomination requirements to get Mm -hmm. on the ballot because it's become really hard to get on the ballot because it's based off um, the total election. Um, the Democrats, Republicans, all the turnouts. It's like and a so percentage. You're getting that. more sig- yeah. having to get more signatures in places like Prescott and Flagstaff than if you had run for Congress. So in both places, they voted to lower those to the the lesser of. I mean, in Flagstaff, you can probably get on the ballot under a thousand signatures now. I don't know the mm-hmm. exact number, but that that got that right. Um, I'll skip over some of these here. Residency requirements in Flagstaff, Prop Four Sixty Three. They were trying to pull a fast one over on us, and I don't know how many members of the council moved this forward. It only takes a majority, you know, simple majority. But if they all voted for it, it's like, what were you thinking? Um, your higher up people, your deputy city managers, your city managers, your, your attorney, things like that, heads of departments. Man, they've got so many employees down, so much bloat down there at this point. And, you know, the sustainability department is like a, a beast that swallowed everything up. But anyway, they, they, they were trying to make it so you don't have to live in the city. It's like you're making rules and regulations for the people in the city. You should have to live in it and right. live under that. Um, nearly 70% of Flagstaff voters said, no, no. You gotta yeah. live in the and city. And the ones for the boards and commissions, that one yep. didn't the pass boards either. And, that was another one that the council was trying to pull a fast one over on us was allowing people who don't live in the city of Flagstaff can't vote in the city of Flagstaff um, to serve on boards and commissions. Uh, and a majority of how many was that? Eighty almost eighty two per another epic smackdown said no. Nah, yeah. That's no. not that's not gonna fly. No. Um, and then the, another fast one they tried to pull on us is to give more power to the city manager. And I told you, city managers, like, it's like a circus act. They're always going around the country from city to city. No real vested roots in our community mm-hmm. for the most part. Once in a while you get one that's within the community. But by and large, most of them they recruit from out of town, out of state usually. And then they're on to the next place after a few years. Because yeah. people start to hate them so much, I think, is, is what happens. They make so many bad decisions. Anyway, um <laughs> My whole stint on my whole take on how things are going with our government is is definitely tilted towards the negative, as you can tell. <laughs> anyway, eighty one percent, nearly eighty one percent of the voters of Flagstaff said, "Hey, if you want to spend more than right now, if you spend over five hundred thousand dollars, you got to go to the voters, or you got to go have a council meeting, or you got to go to the voters." I think it is. They wanted to raise it you to mean a million fifty thousand. 
Oh, um, $50,000, sorry. No, 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 $500,000. This is for facilities in excess of a million dollars. It used to be $500,000. They wanted to extend it to a million dollars. Okay. So we could just build something. And then there was the other one on the, the expenditures from 50 to 100. Yeah. They wanted to increase that. That failed too, right? I, I think actually, that I don't one know failed. if I checked on that one. Yeah, but, that one I'm um, not sure. Uh, the other one that's went down, um, uh, where did that go? Oh, they also tried to pull another fast one. Right now, you got to do two reads in your local council. To pass To pass something. something. Yeah. So one, on a Tuesday, you vote to allow the hospital to be, you know, 160 feet high, 16 stories, double yeah. any other building. Normally, you'd have to come back and do a second read, uh-huh. they, like another night. They were proposing, oh, we just do it just all in one, one night. night. You know, yeah. the hell with you. You, yeah. you, don't, you don't need to come down here yeah. and voice your opinion. That failed um, almost 60%, so another epic yeah. uh, smack down there of the city council. City council, Flagstaff, get in touch with your – the left and the right is saying, Oof, what are yeah. you guys doing? Yeah. What are you right. guys doing? Yeah. Um, at Prescott, one of them that did pass that um, was a little different than the Flagstaff ones was to raise the salaries a little bit, the stipend. It wasn't excessive. It was like a thousand or two thousand more dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. I guess I can live with that because they it's like they're like ten thousand dollars or something. Oh, is that all yeah, they make? Like, like, yeah, like and and I would say they have a council that's in there as many hours as like Flagstaff. Flagstaff's twenty four thousand for a council member, thirty six for for the mayor. So mm-hmm. there was quite the I guess disparity between, you know, yeah. I don't mind increasing that a little bit. Those people, they spend a lot. They spend a lot of time, and yeah, yeah, I I can tell you from doing it. I mean, if you're doing it 20 hours a week, that's a little bit of time. It's Mm -hmm. more like a Mm -hmm. a full time job Mm -hmm. um, to to be an effective council member, the mayor especially. That's a full. So unless you have money from some other source, you you'd have to work another job and. To, because you couldn't live on that salary yeah. alone. Uh, statewide, basically most of the bonds, most of the questions on the ballot were like school bonding issues. Almost mm-hmm. everything passed. Yeah. Like they never vote to the defund Sedona these schools. One, the Grand Canyon one. Money, money, money. Give, give the, them more I money. I think the fire district or somewhere in Men's Park maybe. You Not get sure. a D. You get a, a C grade that used to be a D grade. <laughs> Show me the money. We need more money and yeah. the kids will be smarter. And it never works out. It always seems to bubble to the administrators. And bigger behemoth schools. The Ashfork and, and one. That's about it. The yeah. school one passed. Always passes. The Always Williams passes. Hospital District. Yep. yep. Islands so. Fire District. There you go. That's a few things that, that hit throughout the country and throughout uh, northern Arizona. Um, we'll see what happens less than a year from now with the presidential race. And right here in Arizona, the Senate race. It's yeah. another big one everybody's watching. And um, I'll keep bringing people in after the new year as we get closer and closer to the uh, primary uh, to talk about why they should be and how they're going to change Washington, D.C. That's what they all say. I'm going to change it. It's going to get better. (laughs) We'll bring them all in. All right. Um, I always like to own a little bit of physical gold and silver. Angela and I have been doing that for years. We look at it as an insurance policy. Um, Desert Gold Exchange. Hey, this is a this is a family-run company right here in Arizona. Justin and his family, um, they keep the overhead low. They pass the savings on to you. Um, They deal exclusively in tangible gold and silver. Justin and his team at Desert Gold Exchange can discuss what's the best types to own, talking physical gold and silver. Um, And I want you to put them to the test. Call them up. Uh, I I think you're going to find their fees and commissions the lowest out there. In fact, they guarantee that. Call them today. No pressure consultation. You can also get a free investor's kit. Mention the Jeff Orvitz show when you do that. Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. 
That's 888-852-4343, 888-852-4343. Back in a minute. we we'll talk alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show This is from The Sun out of Great Britain, which I, I hate going to more and more because there's so many pop-up warnings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you can tell that their internet is a little different than ours, and it's like the tracking is even more intense. Yeah. Um, just an observation. But uh, percent who have had six or more drinks in one sitting in the past month. Angela's one sitting? Jo- yeah, yeah, it's not like had six or more drinks like in a month or a week. I was thinking like in a week, no, it's like but one, one sitting? sitting. Yeah, percent who have had six or more drinks in one sitting in the past month. Uh, who do you think is number one? Have you had time to think? Well, what my country? first thought was Europe somewhere because like France and Italy, you know, oh, they, they oh, like their wine. Europe's and, on this list. They are very well and, represented. Yeah, like England, they, you know, they, Ireland, yeah. the beers and, and then Germans with the beers and the vodkas oh, oh, and stuff. But you're hitting all of them. <laughs> you're hitting all of them. Uh, the U.S.? No, 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 no. I can't. I don't know anyone uh, who has one, six. Two, three, well, I take that back. Number. I do know people that Okay, have there's six, a but. list of 10 here. And sadly, uh, the U.S. has not performed very well as far as um, six or more drinks. Once again. Underachieving once again. Uh, the U.S., percent who have had six or more drinks in, the, in one sitting in the past month, U.S. is 23%. So a quarter of the population. <laughs> so we're, we're in the top 10, but not the biggest. Iceland... Uh. Is twenty four percent because what the hell else are you going to do except you're going to sit, sit in the hot, sit in the hot spring with your six <laughs> drinks? You see pictures? There's just beer cans everywhere. I don't think I've ever had six drinks. I don't. I mean, Ireland at twenty five percent, Australia at twenty six percent, Belgium twenty eight percent, Germany thirty percent, so nearly a third, Luxembourg. It's like 18 people there, all 18, 35%. Uh, United Kingdom, 35%. Romania, 36%. Denmark, they did the tops, they took the cake, 37%. Have had six or more drinks in one sitting in the past month. I just found it interesting. We need to go to Denmark. I we need think. to go to Denmark. We, I we thought, do, we're not, I we, thought, we need to learn something. We we're need not to, doing yeah, something right. We, I thought it was going to be Germany based on when we've traveled, the Germans. I mean, we went oh, they, to. They like to drink. My grandma, one of our family members, yeah, distant your family members cousin. in Germany. Yeah, we were there. It was like ten in the morning. They're getting a Jägermeister out. out. Shots, <laughs> shots at like ten, eleven. Yeah, o'clock and then on a, on a Greek cruise around some islands once, there was German group there, and they just had the, the whole table almost collapsed from beer cans. Yeah. But um, good job, Denmark, I guess. All right, that's well, close to Germany. Thanks, everybody. 
Uh, back tomorrow, of course. Uh, look forward to that. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Appreciate everybody who's done that. Take care. See you soon. <laughs>